Hey guys, it's me, it's Tepo H. Malawa, and welcome to yet another episode of the Frozen Thoughts Diaries. Um, today I want to talk with you guys about love. What is love? Um, have you ever told someone that you love them before? Maybe your sister, maybe your brother, your mom, or even your girlfriend or your wife. What did you mean each time that you, that you told them that you loved them? What is love to you and what does it mean to you? Uh, you see, I went through the dictionary and it's not even a surprise that the word love is the most defined word in all of the English language. Um, and I went through many articles and many books trying to figure out this whole phenomena of love. And still it seems like just as much as we we can all agree that love is amongst the most powerful and most infinite force either one of us can ever come across. It still seems like no one can come to an agreement about what the true or definition of the word love is. And well, I searched within myself and I prayed and, and all of that until I finally discovered what exactly love is, at least according from my, at least from my perspective. And I thought I should share that with you guys. Um, so, Maloha, you may be asking already, what do you mean each time that you say that you love? Um, well, this is what I mean when I tell the people that I love, that I love them. Um, but before I go there, what is love, according to me? Um, God is love. And that's the end of it. But still, I know it leaves you with a whole lot of questions. How does God is love relate to me saying that I love you to my sister or to my brother or to my lover. Well, basically, I love you just means that I've got an attitude of God towards you. God is love after all, right? And what is the attitude of God, you may be asking or wondering. And I feel like there's no other, there's no better place to try and find out what the attitude of God is than the Bible itself. And no, I don't think the Bible is just for Christians. I think it's for everybody. Um, so, and in the Bible, there's no better place to find out about love than the book of First Corinthians 13. And I'll, I'll just quote a few, a few lines from the passage, which I think are relevant. Uh, first of all, in in First Corinthians verse four. Uh, after it has spoken that whether you have all the gifts of the angels and you have got a gift of inspired preaching and all the knowledge of the world and you can you give away all of yourself and make bent offerings, none of that actually mean a thing unless you have love. And then in verse 4, this is where, where I want to focus on to, to 7. This is the attitude of God. Love is patient and kind. It is not jealous or conceited or proud. Let's just stick on verse 4 for now. So if love is patient and kind, then and patient and kind seems like one word because they are not separated after a comma or anything or put in the next verse. So that means patience and kind go together. Um, ladies, I'm sure you can relate to this very much. Have you ever been in love with someone who was just so good to you, someone who was just so kind to you, and yet that person, that person was never patient enough for you. And 
patient enough to wait for you. And, well, I'm just here to tell you that, oh, dear sis of mine, you were taken for a ride. That man didn't love you. He was kind to you, yes. And he was just not loving you, at least not as God had intended for you to be loved. And it says that love is not jealous or boastful. And love is not ill-mannered or selfish or irritable. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Love is not happy with evil, but is, is happy with the truth. Love never gives up, and its faith, hope, and patience never fail. Love is eternal. Now, that means that if you really love someone, you just have to go back and consult with the book of 1 Corinthians 13. And if you find that you have not been patient with the one you love, or you've not been kind to the one that you love, then you've not been loving them as God has intended for you to love them. And if you find that you've been jealous or boastful towards the one you claim to love, then you've not really loved this person. And if you have, uh, you've been ill-mannered or selfish or very irritable, or you keep on keeping a grudge on things that were wrong, on things that you were wronged by, then it means that you don't really have love for this person. And if you are happy with bad things happening for the person that you claim to love, and then, then you are not really loving this person. That's not a spirit of God. And if you give up, can you, if you give up on the person that you love, then you never really love them in the first place because God is eternal and so is love. Can you imagine if your mother had given up on you at some point? when you were rowdy or you were just rebelling against her. Can you just imagine? And now, love is eternal. And now, with all of this said, what do I mean when I say that I am in love with you? Um, basically, when I tell my precious angel that I, I love her, I, what I actually just mean is that the depth of love or the depth of attitude of God within me towards you is so great that I can envision myself or I'd be willing to reproduce and create life in our own image. Just think of the fact that when two people who love together come together in, in, in love or in sex, then another life can be formed just from that union alone in the same manner that God had said that let us create man in our own image. So in other words, if God is love and we are made in his image, then it means that unless we discover who God is or how God is, we can never really discover ourselves because God is love and we are love. So maybe all of us human beings have go th around life through life trying to find love or trying to find that perfect match for us when in fact we've just been looking for ourselves in the next person and maybe the only way we'll ever truly discover who we are is by discovering who God is and unless we discover who God is there's no way I can love the next person nor can I truly love myself yeah that's just it for now this is Tepo H. Malawa on on love and God, I guess. And in closing, I'm just going to quote another scripture from First Corinthians 13, 13. And this is my favorite and I feel like it sums up the entire Bible. Meanwhile, these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these three 
is love. Yeah, that's it. Always remember, love is the greatest calling of them all. If you've ever come across... In fact, it's just the greatest calling of them all. If you've seen how even animals defend their young selflessly, so then you will understand exactly what I mean. In fact, love is so great that it's even known to have healing powers. In fact, ask anybody who's ever been by a loved one's bedside in hospital and they'll tell you how much better they get after seeing them, at least in most cases, because that's how powerful love is. It's the greatest calling of them all. In fact, it's love is in every fiber of our being because we were made in the image of God. First uh, um, Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that he has planted eternity in the heart of man. So that means God has planted himself within us. And in, in closing, I'd just like to share two last scriptures with you. Uh, the first one being First Corinthians 13.13, 13, which I believe sums up the Bible simply. So, And it says that now three things will remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these three is love. And Romans 13 verse 8 says, Be under obligation to no one. The only obligation you have is to love another. In fact, that is the only calling we have been called for, to love another. And in closing, um, I'd just also like to make a disclaimer that Sex should never be equated to love unless God is at the center of it. So it's not love making unless there's love in it. I love you all. Take care.